Welcome to the News Hour. The Biden administration today unveiled a new set of sanctions against Russia to punish it further for the full-scale invasion of Ukraine that began two years ago tomorrow. The sanctions are also meant to target Russia for the death of anti-corruption activist and politician Alexei Navalny. He died in an Arctic prison one week ago from a cause still unknown. Earlier today, I spoke with U.S. Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs, Victoria Newland about the state of the war two years on. Victoria Newland, welcome back to the NewsHour. Thank you, Jeff. Great to be with you. As the world prepares to mark the second anniversary of Putin's Ukraine invasion, Ukraine's counteroffensive has stalled. Ukraine lost a brutal months-long battle for Avdivka. Additional funding, as you well know, is, is stuck in the GOP-led House. And Russia is showing no signs of quitting. What is the outlook for Ukraine right now? Well, Jeff, you are not wrong that these are tough days for Ukraine. Uh, and as you said, they've had to come out of Avdiyevka. When I was out there a couple of weeks ago, there were soldiers on the front line with only 20 bullets a day to defend themselves. And this is why the administration is pushing so hard for this additional $60 billion to support Ukraine. Uh, because uh, the Ukrainians need it if they're going to continue to defend the line and push back the Russians. But with this money, we actually think that they can make some serious gains in 2024, uh, particularly by enhancing some of the asymmetric techniques that they have been using. Um, but we need to support them, just as the Europeans have just given them an additional $54 billion. Well, so far, House Speaker Mike Johnson has refused to bring up a Senate-passed uh, package, at least for a quick vote. If, is there a way for the administration to get that much-needed aid to Ukraine absent action from Congress? Jeff, I would just start by reminding that uh, this bill passed overwhelmingly in the Senate. Seventy senators supported it. Uh, and they supported it because they understand that as much as this is about Ukraine's ability to survive as a democratic state. It is also about the larger principles of a free and open international order that benefits the United States. And that if we don't stand with Ukraine, if Putin wins here, then dictators and tyrants all over the world uh, will take note and will uh, get hungry with their own uh, territorial aspirations. So we need to pass this money, and the American people broadly understand that. So we are hopeful that they will tell their members when they're home uh, during this recess uh, how much they support this, this money, and, and uh, we are confident that it will pass. President Biden today announced more than 500 sanctions on Russia. This is the largest tranche since the conflict started. Is this a tacit admission that the previous sanctions haven't worked, what with Russia's military industrial complex up and running and seemingly drawing on limitless supplies and support from its authoritarian allies? Well, let me start with your premise, Jeff, that previous sanctions haven't worked. Russia has become a pariah state around the world, thrown out of the international banking system, and now so desperate for weapons that it has to go to countries like Iran and North Korea uh, to get them. But those Russians are wily, and they have, over the last six months, found ways to evade sanctions. And, but we've also got smarter about how to hurt them, and that's why uh, this package is so massive. It looks at um, punishing sanctions evaders. It looks at closing down further uh, Russia's access to credit and finance. 
It also um, punishes for the death of the leading opposition figure, Navalny, um, at the hands of uh, Putin and his prison guards. And it sanctions uh, those involved in the abduction of Ukrainian children into Russia. So it is a massive package. And partly it's because we've got to staunch this evasion and because um, we have far more targets now as we understand better how to staunch the Russian industrial complex. Why should it, though, take an event like the death of Alexei Navalny to prompt these types of sanctions? Couldn't some of this have happened two years ago, at least to stop the flow of technology into Russia's military industrial complex that goes into building the kinds of missiles that kill Ukrainians? Jeff, we did sanction technology uh, from around the world as uh, two years ago, just before and after the invasion. What has happened is that Russia's found ways to evade those sanctions, going to third markets or buying, you know, for example, a billion washing machines and then taking out the computer chips that we've denied them in other ways. So this is a tightening of those sanctions as Russia adjusts, and we're confident that they're going to have a very profound impact. But the other thing that's happening, and this is uh, quite worrying, is that Russia has been willing to intensify its economic and security relationship with China, in fact, becoming uh, increasingly dependent on China. Uh, and that is how it is uh, fueling its war machine. It's also been willing to put the vast majority of its own uh, economic stimulus into the war effort. So it is starving Russia and Russians of investment in uh, education, in their own future, all in service of Putin's imperial ambitions. So what we're having to do is adjust as well. As we wrap up our conversation, you said you're confident that the aid package will ultimately pass Congress. There is this question, though, of what good would additional aid do, especially among those who view this as a war of attrition and point to the slow progress of Ukraine's counteroffensive. If the U.S. continues to provide Ukraine the same sorts of weapons, why wouldn't that lead to a further stalemate? First of all, uh, this aid is going to allow Ukraine to do four things. It's going to allow them to continue to fight. It's going to allow them to build a highly deterrent military of the future so that they will increasingly be able to stand on their own feet in security terms. It's going to help them recover and get more of their own people home and rebuild their tax base uh, so that uh, we have there's less um, economic support that they need from uh, the rest of the world. And it's also going to help them reform and become a more European democratic country. With this money on the battlefield, first and foremost, it will ensure Ukraine can hold the line. But as I said, they're getting increasingly proficient at asymmetric weapons. And I expect, um, as I said in Kyiv a couple of weeks ago when I was there, that if we can provide this support, uh, Putin's going to get some very nasty surprises on the battlefield in 2024, in addition to Ukraine being able to really rebuild uh, a 21st century military. Victoria Newland is the Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs at the U.S. State Department. Thank you for your time and for your insights this evening. Thank you, Jeff.